0: Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name's Jamie Otto. This is Jason Pyron.
1: Hello, everybody. Hey, you gotta say
0: hi. Hi. And we have two MAs joining us today, Macy Floyd. Hey. And the Decote Experience DJ on the mic, Dakota Tucker.
2: (laughs) Hello, hello, happy to be here. (laughs) It's so good to have
1: you guys with us today. This is our first ever MA Leadership Podcast, and what we're gonna do is be following up our monthly training that we do with our MAs here at Bellevue. And uh, just kind of following up that conversation with another conversation. So this past month, we talked about working alongside different generations. You know, for the first time ever, they say that there are five generations in the workforce. So even here at Bellevue, we have five different generations that are working together. Now, five generations that we're talking about are the traditionalists. They go by a lot of other names, but the traditionalists, Mm -hmm. those born before 1946, and then we have the baby boomers the largest generation that came along they were born between 46 and 64 and then come the gen xers who were born from 65 to 80 they were the smallest generation of the five and then you have the millennials we hear that term all the time the millennials were born uh, roughly from 81 to 98 and then finally gen z which these two mm-hmm. are Gen Z and you're a millennial. Yes. I'm an Xer myself, but the Gen Z that were born from 99 until 2019. So, all in the workforce, three generations right here, plus a couple of other generations that we work for or we work alongside. Uh, so, that's what we're here to talk about today. We had a great conversation about it. I thought we learned a lot, but you know, there's a lot uh, that goes into understanding the generations, but sometimes you need to start with. The misunderstandings of the generations you know we think about those traditionalists and we think about well they're just old school they're just setting their ways and you know they just do whatever they're told no matter what and that's just not true uh, this is the generation that went through war this is the generation who understood what authority was about when it came to military when it came to industrialization they're the ones that were so excited to have what they had because they'd come through the Great Depression. On and on and on, industrialization brought them from the farm to the city. There's so much to be grateful for when it comes to those that were born during that generation before 1946. And then you had the baby boomers who came along, and they're known as being the most kind of process-oriented and really wanted to just be the best at what they did. They wanted to climb the ladder. They're kind of, there's kind of a misunderstanding that all they cared about was their job and about success. Mm When in reality, a lot of even what we do today in the world when it comes to how we work or how we live or what we focus on, we get that from the boomers because they were hard workers and because they desired to make something of themselves. So there's a lot to be you know thought of mm-hmm. when it comes to the boomers. And then finally, one of those older generations, the one I'm in, is that Xer group, the Generation X. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call us the lost generation. Aww. And uh yeah, I know. Uh, don't feel lost, but uh, that's just what they say. And uh but it is it's, it's what's amazing about this is that you had this generation that is 25% smaller than the baby boomer generation and they're 25% smaller than the millennial generation after them. So they truly are just a small group, and a lot of times kind of caught up in the the the, quiet, the middle of everything, while the boomers were arising and the millennials want more, the extras are trying to figure out their spot. But definitely misunderstood as maybe not being, as having as many high aspirations, and mm-hmm. that's just not true. As well, so those are kind of the top three, and then you get into millennials
0: yeah. and the Gen Z. Yeah. So talk about being misunderstood. I feel like maybe millennials is what comes to mind first. Yes. Uh, with that word in particular, but if you're considering even just who their parents were, you have really heavy parental involvement. You have really they grew up probably with a lot of specific, strict rules. Parents very heavily involved in their life, and so you see maybe the generalization of they had helicopter parents or they had parents who really gave them mm-hmm. all the trophies. And so I, I think they—they kind of have the a bad rep. We kind of have a bad rep <laughs> when it comes to even just. Even just how we view success, how we view all those kinds of Mm -hmm. things. Actually, I know that, Jason, you asked some of our staff some of the kind of words that come to mind when they think of millennials specifically. And this is, I think, just kind of hits the nail on the head when it comes to how they're misunderstood. But a lot of that comes down to distrusting, entitled, distractible, all those kinds of things. I I feel like I hear entitled a lot. But on the other side of that, we are so why-driven. I feel like that is something that really is on my mind all the time. We do ask a lot of questions. questions and do tend to be more kind of focused on a goal, probably as a result of a lot of even just the way that we were raised. And then considering all of the even just technology that the millennials grew up with and around and even under you can only imagine gen z as i'm sure you guys know grew up all in when it came to technology that you've never really known a world without a phone never really known a world without a phone that's like a computer in your pocket at all times Mm -hmm. and so the you have an advantage or even just a different perspective when it comes to having information easily accessible right away right now and so i remember even in our conversation before we talked about how gen z really is very knowledgeable or able to access knowledge very quickly, which kind of takes away Mm -hmm. from maybe the previous thought that knowledge really is power, where now that everybody can access it, uh, access it rather, it just changes things for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. So you got the millennials and the Gen Z there that just kind of give you an idea of them. So when you guys think about these different generations and what you heard not too long ago in our MA training, Just when you think about the traditionalists, those that are older, you think about the boomers who came along and kind of took over in a lot of ways. You think about the Gen Xers and then these millennials and these Gen Z. What are some of your thoughts when you hear these different generations?
3: I think immediately I think of agreeing with what you said, Jamie. Uh, Millennials, I think that's the generation that sticks out most Mm -hmm. when we talk about the five generations is that it has the most negative connotation to Mm it. Like you said, um, very entitled and very driven, but not knowing how to, still figuring out this world, still Mm -hmm. going into adulthood. That's one thing that did stick out to me. When I think about these generations, I think about these different groups of people who experienced so much, like you said, Mm traditionalists during war, also going into baby boomers Mm -hmm. as well, and then Gen X being the lost generation. Mm -hmm. Each generation has their own very different life experiences and life events that happen, whether it is at home, across the country, all of them experience the different events and different experiences that have shaped who they are today, Mm -hmm. that have shaped their generalizations, their stereotypes that have been created by the culture. That's right. That's That's what I immediately think of, as well as I think of my parents (laughs) and (laughs) my grandparents, what generations they were born in. Mm -hmm. When I think of Baby boomers, I think of my parents, they're like, as the book you mentioned in the MMA training, Mm -hmm. he named them as cuspers, Mm -hmm. that generation that can go in between versus baby boomers right into that Gen X Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. generation, Uh my parents fall into that little spot. Uh And so I can reflect on how they act, what shaped them, how they behave, what their thinking process is, Mm -hmm. as well as my grandparents. And so I can relate when I think of that generations, I reflect back on my own family Mm -hmm. and how it shaped them and also how it shaped me. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good insight for sure. What about a deco?
2: Yeah, I definitely think about the, I think about culture the most, because, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. way they were raised, the things that they went through has definitely affected them, and that's how they see what goes on in the world today. You know, I think about from a traditionalist, they're probably very stuck in their ways because that's what they know, mm-hmm. and they've seen so much change over time. They think how they did it is still right, whereas me and Macy, we're Gen <laughs> Z, so, like, how we see it, that's all we know. So we, yeah. it's very hard, and when I think of other generations the biggest thing is i think we all have to be flexible with That's each right. other because with that you know a traditionalist and a gen z is just, it, they have totally different lenses they they see things through different lenses so the biggest thing i think of is just the culture of how mm-hmm. they were raised the events a little what macy said about events and like mm-hmm. the events they went through because and even jamie you talk about the iphone or not even the iphone yeah. but we do have Basically, like a, yeah. a computer yeah. <laughs> in our pockets at all time like that's all that's all we know Mm -hmm. that's right generations coming after us oh my gosh no telling what they're gonna know Mm -hmm. and like both of my parents they're gen xers too born in that 65 to 80 range Mm -hmm. so like how they raised me was based off of how their parents raised them so Mm -hmm. like intertwines but now with me and the things that i've gone through in high school and in college and the things that how i've lived my life like it's gonna carry on into like how i raise my children in the future and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah absolutely you know, one of the
1: things I want to do real quickly is make sure we give credit where credit is due. A lot of this that we're talking about does come, Macy, from a book that you were talking about mm-hmm. from Hayden Shaw called Sticking Points. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what are what are 12 different things that are important for generations to be able to kind of hit well and to do well to help them stick together instead of things that kind of hold them up. So. Thank you for that reminder. You know, Mm -hmm. a couple of things from what y'all, all three, have said that I think are good to remember as we talk about this. There's a difference in making a general statement about a generation compared to stereotyping them. Mm -hmm. And so you hear that a lot. So many millennials have been mislabeled that aren't even millennials. They're Gen Z Mm -hmm. or they're Xers, but it's like, oh, that's just a millennial thing to do. That is a stereotypical comment. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you can make some general statements based on research, based on a lot of people's preferences kind of coming together that you can see there are some general things. It doesn't mean that everybody is gonna be that way in that generation. There's no magic formula to being born in one year versus the next year. Mm -hmm. So you do have those cuspers. But in general, these are kind of things you can take to the bank about different generations. I even think about that in my own life. I have a dad who is a traditionalist by one year. He was born in 1945. I am an Xer and I work alongside a lot of boomers and then I get the chance to work on a team with Millennials and then I get a lot to do with Gen Z there's no doubt that I have a lot of the different traits of all of those generations that come to mind it doesn't mean that I'm not one that's born in the the X years but it does mean that I have some general things about that year those years that are unique to me and that matter Mm -hmm. in my makeup But it doesn't mean that I'm only that. So the second thing is this, and it might be the most important thing, and we didn't really even hit this a whole lot in our training, is, and I'm going to go off script here for a little bit, so (laughs) y'all get ready, make sure you're hearing the question. What role do you think life stage plays into how you act versus what generation you're a part of? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So life stage, because you're all, we're all going to go through different life stages. Mm -hmm. And So that... What role do you think that plays in relationship to I was born and my people are this way? Mm -hmm. I'll start with you.
0: Oh, yeah. I think so much of it has to do with life stage as an emerging adult currently. Yes, right. <laughs> um, I can appreciate a little bit of grace yeah. <laughs> um, in that. But yeah, I think so much of it has to do with even just stage of life in terms of like, my peers are in positions where you're really first learning how to live life on your own, where you really are, maybe have only been in the workforce for a couple of years. And so a lot of the, when it comes to work ethic, maybe a lot of that is just being learned for the first time. when it comes to things like communication. Maybe a lot of that is being learned for the first time Mm -hmm. outside of just a peer level kind of relationship. So I think a lot of it definitely has to do for sure with life stage. Mm -hmm. Meaning if we think of college students, young adults, in so many ways, you're just coming into the world for the first time and having loads of responsibility. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad even the other day about just work things, how he balanced in his work life, a lot of responsibility and all those kinds of things. And he told me on multiple occasions, and he's a boomer, but he said, really, when I was your age, I remember feeling the same way again and again and again, pointing out the fact that, okay, so this Mm. makes sense that this really might be a stage of life kind of struggle that Mm. maybe I just have not figured out yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So over here, you've got Macy who graduated in December. December, Graduated just this past December. This is April now, and uh, you graduated in December. You got Decode that's graduating in December. In oh. December so a year later. So <laughs> so she's one year smarter than you <laughs> uh right now. But but still y'all are that's a huge life stage. Mm-hmm. You graduated college and for you you're looking to that graduation and, and what's next. So how much do you think that life stage plays into what you're learning, how you're acting, kind of what you're taking in. What does life stage play in that compared to just when you were born? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely agree with Jamie on that. And like you noted Jason that mm-hmm. You know, even though I am a year younger than Dakota, mm-hmm. I've already graduated mm-hmm. um, by God's mm. goodness and break? blessing.
1: That's fair. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: that's what right. say about just, you, kidding. just kidding. I just uh-huh. kidding. He's blushing.
3: <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. I'm just totally so kidding. So I am already in a different life stage. Yeah. I've graduated college. Mm-hmm. I'm on my own. I'm getting... Sort of like you, Jamie, yeah. learning about adulthood, yeah. breaking out into adulthood, learning, being on my own, learning how to take care of myself. And yes, I'm grateful to have friends and family to mm-hmm. lean on during that time, but I don't have college anymore. Yeah. I don't have schoolwork anymore. And so that is, I'm going into, I'm already in a different life stage. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting to see, especially being as a Gen Z, mm-hmm. being born in 2000 yet I'm in the same life stage as some people who are millennials. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. Um, and so I do agree with all that's been said is that life stage is definitely playing a role as yeah. far as, you know, how you grow, how you're absorbing and learning mm-hmm. in the workforce, yeah. learning in life. And that is a testament to what I am doing right now. Mm-hmm. I look at all these different college students, they're the same age as me or even older than me, yeah. still in college, and yet I'm in a different life stage than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how do I still want to connect with them in that mm-hmm. difference but also, how do I still learn what stage I am in now? Mm-hmm. What life stage I'm in now? That's mm-hmm.
1: right. That's right. That's good. So, Dakota, what about for you when you think about all of this and life stage and kind of what people say about Gen Z or millennials? Mm-hmm. How much do you think this plays into where you are in life?
2: Yeah, I think life stage has a huge, huge role in that because that's the stage of life that you're specifically learning and growing. In. like mm-hmm. For me, I'm a senior in college, mm-hmm. so I look through the lens of college still. Yeah, um, yeah I'm looking down the road for like to get to that next stage of emerging adulthood and graduating, Mm -hmm. you know, praying and looking through what's a full-time job look like in the future. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, like in the season that I'm in, I'm trying to enjoy and grow in that season that I'm in. So like, when I think of college, I think of multitasking Mm -hmm. and like that's the lens I look through because I'm going from class Mm -hmm. to work and back to class Mm -hmm. doing homework at night and then still trying to balance a social life and Mm -hmm. things like that. But it's all through the lens of a college student. But while I have that lens, I get to connect with and relate to hundreds of college students Mm -hmm. because I still get to look through that lens. Because now, when I do graduate in December, and this might be a little off topic, but I think about like my ministry, like yeah. being in college, doing college ministry, that just gives me yeah. a whole nother grasp and hold on it because yeah. I'm in the same trenches as mm-hmm. college students. Mm-hmm. But when I graduate, I'm now out of that season yeah. of life. I'll be a master's student, sure. But mm-hmm. we all know there's a difference between undergrad and mm-hmm. like master's work yeah. and things like that. Sure. And the way I get to relate. And again, just look through that lens mm-hmm. and that life stage of college. That's right. Um yeah. it's totally different from when I do graduate into December yeah start pursuing my masters now I'll be looking through a new lens and again pursuing masters and be looking to like in that emerging adult lifestyle yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah I think this might be a bad example I don't know but I guess what comes to mind is like you'd never look at a a sixth grader and say like, why can't you drive yet? Why can't you do, yeah. why, are you, why are you doing all these things wrong? Hmm. When in reality, like that's just not their stage of life. Right. So somebody who is further on down the road, who has graduated high school, who has their driver's license and, and whatever else can look at that so simply and, and see that they don't have it all together. Um, mm-hmm. When in reality, that is, it's their stage of life. So it yeah. makes sense. I feel like when I'm in my forties, I'll probably mm-hmm. look, um, it'll probably be tempting to look at those in their kind of young to mid twenties and think similarly as probably, a lot of people do to us but it, right. it's a it makes sense it makes sense as to why I think a lot of the reputation of millennials and Gen Z is that they're such feelers or need to be coddled in some mm-hmm. kind of way. And that, like, it makes me think a little bit. And I think it even goes back to, okay, so you, if you've never had to make these decisions before, this is your very first time having to, to decide, okay, what what's going to, where am I going to go to grad school? How am mm-hmm. I going to pay for this? Where am I going to live? Where, how do I choose the right job? Those kinds yeah. of things. Mm. It's a, again, I think it just comes back down to that, that example just comes to mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's yeah. a good, that's a good example of it all. And, and, Dakota, I'll go back to something you said, too, if I can get the thought together. But, uh, it's just a reminder. So how could you, you're going to go from being, what's Master Dakota Tucker, by the way, just sounds right. Master <laughs> oh, Dakota yeah. Tucker. Some I might like call ninja. you ninja. Master Dakota. <laughs> but, but you're going to graduate. Same thing for you, Macy. You you have graduated, but let's say you in college ministry There's nothing magical about the fact that one day you're an undergraduate student and the next day you're a college graduate. Mm. And so the label of undergraduate doesn't make you a great leader. It doesn't make you worth following any more than having a master's behind your name or anything else. It is your development and it is the position the Lord's put you in. And so the same thing with generations. We can't go, well, I'm I'm a generation that's enabled or I'm a generation that gets a trophy for everything Mm -hmm. I do, so I'm going to act that way. If you do that, that's because what you're choosing to do, mm-hmm. not because that's what you are only equipped to do, yeah. uh, is just to be a participant or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So life stage has so much to do with that. You know, I have a couple people in my life when I'll get frustrated by something or want something to be maybe more creative or more relevant or move faster or have more thought behind it, and they'll make the statement to me, hey, you're gonna be 60 one day too. (laughs) And because I I tend to want to get down on those that maybe do the same thing over and over again. I bet 15 years from now that there's gonna be a lot I do that's the same thing over and over because it's right, because it's good, because it's it's working. Mm -hmm. And so yes, it's good to be reminded that not all the old things are bad and not all the new things are bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: and I would add to that, Jason, you know when we're talking about life stage, life stage can just look, I don't even want to put an age on it because I know college students that didn't, i know college aged Mm -hmm. students that didn't go to college Mm -hmm. and so they're in the full-time workforce Mm -hmm. right out of high school like i know college students working for mlg and w fedex and all these like big time like big companies Mm -hmm. Uh that didn't they didn't choose to go to college but now i love what macy said but they're connected with probably gen xers and baby boomers straight out of Mm -hmm. high school which blows my mind because now their life stage is going to look a lot different that, or their stage of life is going to look a lot different than what mine and Macy's probably mm-hmm. did because she, she graduated from college. I'm getting ready to graduate college. Mm-hmm. But them, they never went to college, so now they're straight in the workforce working like with other people and never got that college experience. So I think that stage of life also would look totally different for yeah. them and how they mm-hmm. would respond to different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That and with sense.
3: that, to bounce off of that is the first thought that came to my mind when you were speaking about that, Dakota, is that a lot of our generations or a lot of millennials and Gen Z, I have a lot of friends or a lot of people I see on social media mm-hmm. that say, I'm falling behind in life. Mm. <laughs> I'm behind. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. They're over here mm. arguing getting a job, getting married, having kids. At this age, mm. I'm not there yet. Is something wrong? Mm. Do I need to do something? Or they feel worthless or they feel like a failure because mm. they're not at that point at that same age, They're like same age the person is. Mm. Yeah. And so I see that is a lot more common in millennials, Mm -hmm. in the Gen Z, our generations Mm -hmm. nowadays because so many more young people are getting married or Mm -hmm. or we're in different life stages, as Dakota mentioned. Some Mm -hmm. people are just skipping college and getting a job right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so some of other people on the outside looking in, whether it's through social media, whether it's through friends, friend groups and everything like that, some people are looking at themselves and going, I'm falling behind. I'm not where they Mm -hmm. are. Am I a failure? Am I doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. Do I need to push more later on? To be able to get to that point, mm-hmm. which I feel like is also a huge stressor
0: for those generations, for mm-hmm. our generations right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's
1: great insight. Interesting great
0: insight. perspective when you hear a lot of even those maybe stereotypes about millennials and Gen Z being so stressed. Things like that kind of put it into perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining us for our very first episode of the Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast, where we're just finishing up talking about working alongside different generations and how life stage plays a major role in that. Next week, we'll pick things up and continue the conversation with Dakota and Macy, unpacking Hayden Shaw's book that discusses the 12 sticking points of working well with other generations. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.